What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, friends. Let's talk about love. I am recording this on Valentine's Day, and I want to talk all about why I don't like Valentine's Day. And it's not because I'm a love-hater, hater of love. That is absolutely not it. And we're going to talk about all of the reasons why. I am a huge fan of love. I don't believe that that's what Valentine's Day is truly promoting or facilitating. And I think that we can do a lot better. So first, let's take a little trip down memory lane. I remember being in grade school. We'd all make these little like paper envelopes and bring our Valentine's cards to school in exchange. And there was always an issue with some people not getting very many Valentines or who had the cooler Valentines, which really just meant whose parents were able to buy, you know, the cooler card or candy to bring to school. And so I think starting out, you know, as a, as a kid, that kind of places this idea on Valentine's Day that it's not about the value that you inherently have that is worth worthy of love and deserving of love and what love is. But it is teaching starting at that young age that what you what you buy is is the important thing and that is what is going to get people to like you. So immediately not a huge fan of that. Um you know around this time of year it's always ads. I don't ever see ads because of I don't watch regular TV, but it's always about buy her the diamond earrings so that she knows that you love her and buy this and don't forget the chocolates and the cards or you'll be in trouble. Don't mess up Valentine's Day. But what if you just like did those things to show her or him that you love them all year round? You can't make up for a year of a shitty relationship or not being at your best, not showing love by getting flowers and cards one day a year. It just doesn't work like that. And I think that's the expectation that we we place on this day. And you can't just make it up in one in one day for how you how you act, how you interact, what your relationship is with yourself or with others on this one day of the year. My husband and I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day at all, except we do hit up the half price candy the week after the event is over. And that's how I like it. I am a huge fan of that. I also am a huge fan of that movie Valentine's Day with like the all-star cast. Um, But the message that that movie sends also is kind of like, if you're alone on Valentine's Day, then it's a measure of your worthiness to be loved. And I think that is a huge message that is sent through this holiday. There's a lot of pressure to like have a Valentine or be with someone so that you know that you're worthy of being loved on this one day of the year. I remember my first boyfriend, or he wasn't my first boyfriend, but my first um, first time I had a boyfriend over Valentine's Day was, I think it was my freshman year of high school. And I was a little bit nervous and I was excited. 
And I picked out some little Valentine, a little candy and a little card. And I went to school to give these things to this person. And he wasn't there that day. And then he came to school the next day and broke up with me. So, you know, that didn't feel great. And um, then I was kind of like, Valentine's Day is stupid. But I think this goes along with the idea of seeking external love. And I just did um, an Instagram post today, which I will link in the show notes. And it was just a quote that I found from Dodinsky. And it just says, you have to love yourself because no amount of love from others will fill the yearning that your soul requires from you. And that really resonated with me because self-love is a hard thing for a lot of us. That's something that I have struggled with over my lifetime. And I know that I'm not alone. And I think that there are a lot of reasons for that. We live in a culture and society that tells us constantly especially as women, that we're only worthy of love if we meet certain standards that are set by whoever. Like, I don't even know who's setting these standards. Not ourselves, and that's the thing that's important. And they're completely unrealistic. These standards say that we're only lovable if we have certain things or look a certain way or show up in life in a certain way. And there's another huge factor in the ability to love ourselves, and that is childhood trauma. Over half of the U.S. adult population has experienced some form of childhood trauma or abuse or neglect. And that can just include parents who have the inability to show emotion and connect with their children because of their own trauma or experience and emotional immaturity or lack of emotional intelligence that allows them to do so. And Some of us go through trauma that tells us that we should be ashamed of ourselves. And that was definitely mine. And when we're so full of shame and guilt and thinking that our experiences in early life, what happened to us was our fault and thinking that there's something wrong with us and that we don't deserve to be loved. So this can create a really strong inner judge and inner critic and distance between our ourselves, our, our needs, our emotions, and what we are willing and capable of, of recognizing. So here's the thing. Early in life, we learn when we are children to estimate ourselves in terms of our worth, our actions, our skills, our abilities, our emotions, etc. And we do that both consciously and unconsciously. And then our estimation of ourselves can be either correct, incorrect, partially correct, based on the experiences that we have and largely based on our caregivers and our relationship with them and our, their relationship with us. And this estimation is our self esteem. And that begins to develop when we as children begin to have a sense of self. And again, we get this from our care caregivers and their example of their relationship to themselves and the esteem that they place on themselves, and then the relationship that we have to them. So if our environment as a child provides a skewed perception of ourselves, 
from neglect or abuse or caregivers who don't have the emotional maturity to demonstrate emotional intelligence, then we go on to develop a skewed esteem or estimation of our self-worth, a skewed self-esteem. And so then this skewed perspective follows us and shapes us and the relationships that we have with ourselves, And then that relationship that we have with ourselves affects the relationships that we have with everyone else in the world around us. And a lot of time there's a, an underlying psychological belief that you are not important enough, that you are not worthy, that you are not, you're not going to be able to have, find love or that you don't matter. And the thing is, as adults, we can dig into that and explore our self-perception and our ability to evaluate ourselves. And then we can make corrections and adjustments on the things that are untrue or problematic and go forward and develop a healthier esteem or estimation of ourselves by the thoughts that we choose, the actions that we choose that create who we are. And having a foundation of a negative estimation of your worth makes it really hard to fill yourself with love and kindness or believe that you even are deserving of it. And so then when you don't fill yourself with love and kindness, you start to seek that validation and love from other people. Here's the thing though. You teach people how to treat you and you are the only one that can fill that void that you are seeking to fill with the love and approval of other people. So if you don't feel worthy and you don't feel deserving of love and you don't have that love for yourself, we're much more likely to allow other people to treat us in the same way that we feel about ourselves. When we are full of love and respect for ourselves, our boundaries are different and our expectations are higher of others because we have those expectations for ourselves. You have to show yourself love and you have to take care of yourself like you love yourself. You have to eat like you love yourself. And that means not judging yourself for the things that you're eating based on some kind of diet culture telling you what foods are good or foods are bad, but allowing yourself to have food that you enjoy and really take the time to enjoy it. Spend the time paying attention to your sensation of touch and I'm sorry, taste and smell so that you are able to fully be in that experience. Eat foods that are nourishing to your body, that you are providing material for your cells to repair and restore and reproduce so that you can actually continue to live. Move like you love yourself. And that means so much. Give yourself movement because you love yourself, because you want to be able to continue to move and be mobile. Do it with a foundational reason of because you love yourself and you deserve to give yourself this thing that is going to make you stronger and more mobile and allow you to continue on this path of life. You literally need to move in order to sustain movement in the future. Your brain needs you to move in order to help you learn and continue to function. So moving isn't about punishment. It's about loving yourself enough to do something good for yourself. And there's another piece to that. And and moving like you love yourself also includes your posture. How is that? Stand tall. Put your head up. Walk strong. Because you're beautiful and you're courageous and you deserve 
to have the love that you have for yourself or the love that you aspire to have for yourself. And that's okay too, because we all have to take steps to get to the place. Let that radiate out. Also, uh, biofeedback goes both directions. Your posture, your facial expressions, the way that you are holding yourself, those actually affect your internal state of thought and being. So think about that. Think about how you are holding yourself in your day. This one, this next one is huge. It's everything. Speak like you love yourself. Talk to yourself like you are someone that you love. If you think about the things that you let run around in your head and the way that you talk to yourself in your head, a lot of the time, especially for those of us who have strong inner critics and strong judges, we say shit to ourselves that we would never say to someone else, that we would never say to our daughters, to our sisters, to our best friends, or allow somebody else to speak to them that way. So why do we think it's okay to talk to ourselves like that? Speak to yourself like you are someone that you love. Tell yourself that you love yourself. A friend of mine who was I was seeing for Reiki um, previously, she suggested one time to me that I look in the mirror and tell myself, I love you. I am happy you're here. I couldn't do this without you. And it sounded, I was like, okay, you know, I'll try this. It, so- <laughs> it sounds super uncomfortable and a little ridiculous to me. And it was so incredibly hard to look myself in the mirror and tell myself, I love you. I appreciate you. I couldn't do this without you. I'm happy you're here. And so I kept doing it until it wasn't uncomfortable. And now most days I believe it. But if that is something that's really hard for you, that is a sign that you need to look into that relationship with you ha- that you have with yourself. That's a good way to find out. Go to the mirror, look in it, look at yourself in the face and see how difficult that is for you to say and believe. What kind of What kind of emotions are stirred up? How does that make you uncomfortable? Pay attention. Overall, just act like you love yourself. I uh, read this quote from Maya Angelou today, and I, it just, I I love it so much. I'm going to share it. It says, I must undertake to love myself and respect myself as though my very life depends upon self-love and self-respect. That really hit me because it does. Your life depends on your own self-love and self-respect. Your life doesn't exist without you. The more love and joy you cultivate within yourself, and that's the only place it really comes from, the more you can give to the world, to the people that you love, and the people that you want to show love to. I think that's it today. Just a plea for us all to look inside ourselves for the love that we are seeking. So, I ask you today, to go do something to show yourself some love and appreciation. And that's it. Go do that. We'll come back next week and do this all again. Thank you so much. Always so incredibly grateful that you want to hear the things I have to say and you come listen to me on Mondays or whatever day you're listening to this. I love it. Thank you. Huge thank you to you. And on this, you know, day of love and this episode about love, I want to send you a ton of love because because you deserve it, because you're here supporting me, because love is what makes the world go round, really. I love you. I am incredibly grateful for you. Until next week, peace out.